welcome to PCR Sports. Good evening, Peterborough, and welcome to PCR Sports on this Friday evening for the start of your sporting weekend. I'm Neil Esch, and with me in the studio this evening is Dipam, and one of our guests is Ian Kendall from Home Cricket Club, a newly formed cricket club, and we'll be talking to him more about the club later on in the show. We bring you all the local sports news from in and around Peterborough, and if this is the first time you are joining us, you are most welcome, and thank you for your company this evening. We're here every Friday, 6 till 7. As usual, we'll be discussing the latest sports news from the local amateur and professional sports clubs in our region. We'd love you to get involved as well using the power of social media. Please do get in touch via Twitter, send us a message at SportsPCR or on Facebook, which is at PCR Sports. Thank you for listening to us this evening, however that may be, whether that be online at pcrfm.co.uk or using our PCRFM app. You can listen back to the show if you have to pop out or can't stay with us for the whole duration so either of those methods will allow you to do that for the next week or so but first let's go through your sporting headlines this evening with dipam thank you Nimesh. Uh, right so here are the sporting headlines for this evening on pcr sports starting with local football uh, pcr sports uh, did not play this week following the previous week's impressive 2-0 win over colville town However, the Turbines will be hoping to carry on their good form into this weekend as they travel to runaway leaders Banbury United. Another club returning to action this weekend is Yaxley. The Cuckoos last played on the 8th of February and host top-half side Coleshill Town. Yaxley are currently 13th in the table. Staying in the Northern Premier League, Midlands Division, relegation threatened Wisbridge Town take on Daventry Town at home and hope to pick up some much-needed points. Town are 10 points away from safety as things stand. Meanwhile, Stamford... Hope to maintain their playoff bid with a home fixture against Cambridge City and Spalding United travel to Belper Town for their match tomorrow. In rugby, Peterborough United RF, or Peterborough RUFC, should I say, are still licking their wounds from the Derby defeat against the city rivals Lions, and but they are back in action tomorrow and hope to bounce back when they travel to lowly Lutterworth. Peterborough Lions uh, mixed season continues as they followed up their win with against RUFC with a narrow one-point defeat at home to Wedge, West Bridgeford last weekend. They are without a game this weekend but travel to Rugby Lions next week. In ice hockey, Peterborough Phantoms gained maximum points last weekend with a 4-1 win away at Bees, followed by a 5-2 victory over Sheffield Steel Dogs on Sunday. This weekend sees a reverse fixture against Steel Dogs when, they, when the City side travelled to Sheffield on Saturday before returning home to host Basingstoke Bisons on Sunday. In hockey, uh, last, week's, oh, last week only four competitive matches across the club uh, with the women's first being the only winners following their victory in, in the England Hockey Club where they won on penalty strokes after the game was locked at 1-1 after full time. This week sees all the teams apart from the men's fifths in action. The first and the second for the men's have important away matches in their bid for survival in their respective leagues. The women's first also travel to Ipswich uh, while the women's seconds are at home to Norwich. The men's thirds travel to promotion rivals Kettering for what will be a match that goes a long way toward determining who goes up at the end of the season. On Sunday, the under-11s and the under-13s travel to Long Sutton for a mixed South Lincolnshire tournament, which will be a great experience for all involved. And in boxing, Chatteris boxer Jordan Gill is in action at the O2 Arena on Sunday as he bids to become the European featherweight champion against Kareem Gwerfi. The fight was scheduled for late last year but had to be postponed due to Gwerfi falling ill and then Gill suffering a nasty head injury. Uh, 
Gil said, I'm feeling good and I'm in good spirit. I'm in great spirits. The fight has been a long time coming, but this is why I have dedicated my life to boxing. I'm not going to let the opportunity pass me by. I spend a lot of time away from my family, so it, I have to make, a, make it worthwhile. Winning a European title would mean everything to me, my family and the area I represent. So positive words from Gil and we wish him all the best with his fight on Sunday. And those are the sporting headlines for this week. Cheers, Dipam. Thank you very much. Um, but let's start with the main news of the week, really, at Peterborough United and the resignation of the manager, Darren Ferguson, last Sunday evening. The news was broken at seven o'clock by the club that Darren had uh, left the club and resigned after having a conversation with the three owners over the course of the weekend. It followed um, a poor run of form and results and certainly the last two weeks um, prior to his res- resignation, four defeat, oh, sorry, three defeats and just the one solitary point at home to Reading. Posh moved quickly during the course of the week and um, news broke that Grant McCann was going to return for the run, return to the club for the second time um, after managing us uh, four years ago. We've got a short interview coming up with Grant now and um, that interview was conducted by Phil Adlam, the press officer at Peterborough United. Well, Grant, welcome back to Peterborough United and, and it, it must be a manager thing with Darren Ferguson's come back three times. You're back for your second time. Talk us through the last couple of days. Yeah, I've been a bit, been a bit hectic, been a bit mad really. Um, really, really pleased to be here, really excited to be here. Um, obviously, I was disappointed to hear the news when Darren obviously left. Um, done a fantastic job every time he's been here and huge respect for him. Um, but look, it's an opportunity for me now to, 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 to be back at a football club that I love dearly. Uh, I had a tremendous time here myself, as a, as a, particularly as a player. Um, and I want to try and do that now as a manager. So it's... Um, it's 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 the right fit for me at this moment in time. Um, you know, my my family we still live in the area. My boys are at the academy. Um, there's a lot of things that, that sits well for me, uh, and I'm looking forward to getting stuck in. And boys are getting older now. They'll be asking for first team opportunities, won't they? Yeah, I mean, look, Bailey Spears. There's no, I mean, it, the boy he's done it himself. You know, he's got so I'm really pleased for him. Um, but I'm just like I say, there's there's a lot of emerging talent coming through the academy. As, one thing I've I've missed to be fair is seeing everybody on one side. Uh, you know I didn't have that at all, or I had a little bit of Doncaster, and just it gives you a real opportunity, a real sense to see a lot of the young players, and um, you know and include them a lot more in in, in your training. Um, for example, three of the teens trained with the, with us this morning, um, just because you know we, we wanted to make the numbers up. And we didn't want to have a small group. Um, so these these are really opportunities for us to to, to use that and and, and maximise that the training ground. Yeah, your disguise wasn't great, but you were at Fulham on, uh, on Wednesday night in the director's box. Important for you to, to get the opportunity to, to see the team from afar. What did you make of the performance? Yeah, I mean, it was good. I, I, thought, the boy, I thought the boys put a, a tremendous shift in, and, and, and credit to, to Maddie and Simon and, and Kieran and Charles and people like that who you know, took the team. Um, I, I like a lot what I've seen, you know, in, in terms of the endeavour, the attitude, the work rate, you know, the intensity that they played at, distances in the team, the shape at times. These are the basics you need in football, um, and then you need to add to it. And you need to score in your spell, and there was a real good moment in the game when I think it was Reese Brown had a good opportunity from the edge of the box when when we had the spell, and that's this league for you. You have to score in that spell. Unfortunately, Fulham scored in, in there in, in in our spell, which is obviously a soft penalty in my book when I seen it back. Um, and then you're, it's always difficult and it's uphill task against you know the best team in the league. But I was really pleased. I told the players that this morning. So I was really pleased with what I seen of a lot of aspects of the game. Obviously, as areas where I feel as, I feel as if we can improve, uh, and we'll be looking to do that. 
moving forward. Obviously, you cut your teeth in management here um, what, three, four years ago. You've obviously enjoyed tremendous success at Doncaster and Hull. Do you, do you feel a different manager now? Yeah, better, much better. I feel I feel uh, a lot more confident in myself. Feeling a lot more at ease in terms of how I go about things. Um, you know, I've definitely grown and learned and developed over the years, and I want to make sure I go and do that here. That was Peterborough United's new manager, Grant McCann, uh, in an interview conducted by Phil Adlam, the press officer at Peterborough United Football Club. We'll be talking more about Posh very shortly, so do just stay with us. Are you suffering from buff, 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 buffering? Find yourself screaming, not streaming, or do you just lag behind? then it's time to demand better broadband. City Fibre is building a brand new full fibre network across the UK, giving you access to broadband from a range of providers that's more reliable and up to 20 times faster than average, so you can stream, game and video call without interruption. Get connected to full fibre today. Choose your provider at cityfibre.com slash PCR. Hello, this is Kev Lawrence. Tune into your Peterborough Breakfast Show each weekday morning here on PCRFM. We've got all the local and national news you need. We celebrate everything that's positive about our city with local guests. Alongside our brilliant feel-good music, there's weather and travel for Peterborough, the chance to win in our various competitions. So start your day with a smile. Monday to Friday, 7 till 10, we are bringing back local. When the morning comes, I will be smart speaker online on the app or on 103.2 it's pcrfm it's a brand new year and we've got a new house of fun for 2022 we've got new features but keeping the same dedication to bringing you great hand-picked music and light-hearted entertainment it's the award-nominated house of fun you love revamped for a new year join us every friday from 9 p.m only on pcrfm and stay connected via house of fun radio on facebook You're listening to PCR Sports. Good evening and welcome back to PCR Sports here for the start of your sporting weekend on this Friday evening. I'm Neelesh in the studio with me this evening is Dipam and also Ian Kendall from Home Cricket Club, a newly formed cricket club. And we'll be talking to him very shortly. But first, um, let's kick off with Posh and the news this week that um, Darren Ferguson resigned last Sunday evening. And Posh reappointed Grant McCann halfway through the week on Thursday. He was uh, publicly announced after rumours uh, that he was favourite to come back to the club for his second spell in charge as a manager. He's got a job on his hands to try and keep Posh up this season with 14 games to go, 21 points, 8 points from safety, um, albeit Posh do have a game in hand. Having said that, that is against Bournemouth, so that is a tough game. But um, from his perspective, no doubt he'll be looking to see what the reaction will be in this first game in charge, which is tomorrow, home against Hull, which... The way the, uh, the the stars have aligned, it's actually his um, previous club where he was manager. So um, it'll be interesting to see what sort of motivation he's got from that and um, how the players step up and uh, look to impress Grant to ensure that they're in that squad for the start of next season as well. Dipam, thoughts? 
Yeah, I, I mean, obviously it was a bit of a, a bit of a shock when uh, well, a shock in the sense that it, it wasn't fully expected that Darren handed in his resignation, um, but not shock in the sense that obviously the way the results have been going, um, it doesn't surprise you in, in that in that in that fashion. But I think that the change room probably needed a new voice, uh, a new outlook. We don't know what goes on behind the scenes. Whether Darren had lost the dressing room or parts of it, we don't know what players were thinking or, or doing. Um, I know we've spoken about maybe the attitude of players in the past uh, on this show, so whether that will now improve with the new manager, who knows. Um, so, but yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, obviously, he's back for his second spell. Um, I My view on it, I think he's, he's gained a lot of more experience going away from Posh last time. Um, obviously, um, Doncaster, um, another of, of um, Ferguson's clubs, seems to follow him around. Um, he, got them, he got them into the playoffs and they unfortunately lost in the semi uh, with Hull. Um, they went down, but he got them promoted straight away again. Um, so he's gained experience that way, as we heard in, in the interview a little while ago. But I suppose on the flip side of it, I'm thinking posh he, he's, he's he seems to have a similar experience level as Ferguson where he's bouncing between league one and uh, sorry championship and league one and now it could be budget constraints at posh and i'm pretty certain it will be but could they have got somebody in who's got that championship experience to, to at least give it a really good fight to, to keep the, the, the club in the, in the championship yeah i don't think the players all um take it easy over the next 14 games that's for sure and i'm sure grant won't allow that at all from a professionalism perspective it is a tough challenge for the posh to try and um, get themselves out of the, the position they're in at the moment. As I say, eight points from safety. Um, momentum certainly not with the club at the moment and momentum with the likes of Derby and Reading who um, have, have got a better form recently, that's for sure. And you talk about Grant's experience at Doncaster and Hull, for example, you know, winning, winning the League One title there as well after being relegated the previous season. He's also got an experience number two with him this time as well in Cliff Byrne, who he's worked with at Scunthorpe previously. So I think that was crucial. I think you look at under Darren's reign that he lost Mark Robson as an, as an experienced assistant manager who had that experience of the higher leagues. As good as Mushy, Matthew Etherington, sorry, and uh, Digger, Simon Davis are, were as players, they're still learning the ropes, certainly from a coaching perspective. And... I certainly thought we were lacking in that experience and the squad looking for another voice, another experienced pro to give them some experience in that way to try and get out of the mire that they're in at the moment. So it's good that he's got Cliff Byrne in with him and tomorrow, what a game to start for him, you know, against these old clubs that sacked him only, what, four or five weeks ago as well. So that'll be an interesting reaction, not only from posh fans, but also let's see how Hull react to that as well. Yeah, it'd be fascinating to see tomorrow, and obviously you'll be going on to it, so we'll get a first-hand view of that next week. But I think, I, I think it can only, ha- you know, I'm thinking it can only be a positive, really, because, you know, as, as like I said, with Ferguson, it perhaps got a bit too routine and, and whatever happened. Whereas now, um, you know, you've got McCann in there, like I said, new voice, new new ideas, possibly. Uh, you said, you know, mentioned his assistant and number two there as well, which is good. Um, so yeah, I'm hoping there's going to be a positive. Um, impact on the squad and, and, and we'll see you know a better performances at the very least and, and, and hopefully with that better results as well Ian uh, yeah. football fan uh, yeah I'm a football fan I've uh, used to go to Posh regularly but now just a, uh, a follower more than a going to the games but yeah I think uh, the same I agree with a different voice in the dressing room would be much better um, I think Darren Ferguson's done great to get them to that point but I think it, maybe it's time for a change 
He seemed to sort of lose his energy, his motivation, certainly in those interviews that he was conducting, certainly in the last, you know, 10 days. Um, And then post the Derby game as well, he was um, talking about the lack of quality in the squad, the lack of championship experience in that squad as well. So he probably thought he'd done as much as he could and decided to try and get some points out of those four games that we talked about, the Cardiff, the Preston, the Reading and the Derby. And sadly, we only picked up that one point in a crucial four-match period in those 10 days has probably um, sealed our fate at the moment. And that's not to say Posh can't turn it around, you know, new manager, as you say. I think it shows great integrity on Darren's part, really, because, you know, a lot of managers or a lot of people may have said, look, I've got another 10 days to go to, to the biggest game that Posh have had in modern history. Let me just see our game out, you know, to pick my wits against Pep Guardiola, one of the greatest managers in world football. So, but he's obviously, maybe his love for Peter United, he's thinking, look, I've taken as far as I can. Let me step down now. It gives somebody a chance to come in and at least, you know, give some sort of, you know, because even with every game that goes by, is a less of a chance of survival. So Darren's probably thinking, I must go now. And, and, yeah. And he's done the right thing in that sense. You look at it in that perspective. He's always said, you know, no one man's bigger than the club, for example. And, um, you know, he wasn't going to just stay there for the sake of facing Manchester City in an FA Cup tie and uh, try and pit, pit his wits against them. You know, he's d- he's done what he believes is right for the betterment of the club at that time. Some people were saying, you know, he should have left before the four games commenced that we've just talked about to give Posh a better chance and that new manager bounce. He thought he could get a reaction out of that squad. Sadly, it wasn't to be. It was just that one point from those four games and... Um, no goal scored as well, so that was that was the that was the huge crucial element in that as well. I think the uh, the the lack of creativity and firepower, despite having you know a, a squad that was capable of scoring quite freely at the start of the season. You know we were scoring goals, but sadly we were also conceding them as well. Yeah, no, exactly. And I mean, you went to the Fulham game obviously in midweek. Did you notice anything in, in different in the way they were? I know it's, it's it's hard to say because obviously you had caretaker managers in there in Etherington and, and Davis, but was there any kind of I don't know were players you know off any shackles or did, was there is it was there any kind of brightness about the play or anything yeah different? there seemed to be a bit more energy about them. Um, I think that was perhaps to do with the opposition we're playing in Fulham itself. You know we had nothing to lose effectively. It was a free hit. Can't be in the stands. Yeah, and Grant, you know, even their new manager who was you know watching over them effectively that they had a, a point to prove as well that they should be in the starting eleven come tomorrow afternoon at three o'clock. So from that perspective, yes, they did play a little bit freer. Um, certainly in the second half we had a really good spell. But when you've got Alexander Mitrovic for Fulham, who's probably earned earning more and worth more than the whole posh squad put together you give him one chance in that second half and he, he effectively kills the game goes 2-0 and from there it's a it's a mountain to climb now in fairness the posh they kept going and Fulham you know tried to hold them and they did and it was just a great strike from Jack Marriott at the end with a you know a couple of minutes to go before injury time so from that perspective it was a positive that we scored I think we celebrated the fact that we'd scored a goal which is probably the biggest thing on uh, Wednesday evening but yeah there were players out there that um, looked a, a happier it was a very similar formation and um, structure in the way that they played under Darren's reign that Mushy and Digger decided to continue in terms of continuity and what the players know and then it's down to Grant to try and impose his style of football and tweak a, one or two bits before we go into Hull and then uh, let's say Man City on Tuesday No absolutely uh, it, I mean it, it, 
I mean, going forward now, obviously with McCann in, in, in place, um, we know him from before as manager. Um, also great to see Marriott's get on the score sheet because I think that will give him a tremendous boost himself on a personal level. Now, um, what do you see now different perhaps with how Grant will approach it compared to how Darren Ferguson was doing in terms of formation or style of play maybe? Yeah, I think he might find it's very similar. I think it's just the confidence that he might be able to breed into the squad for you know the remaining 14 games of this season. Um, yes, we've said it's a mountain to climb, but I'm sure professional pride will take over and they won't want to give up meekly um, as felt over the last few weeks under Darren's reign. So from that perspective, there's an opportunity here for players to really put themselves in the shop windows you know they may be released at the end of the season and um, they'll be looking for a new contract potentially elsewhere so they've got something to play for and if they're playing well that hopefully means the team plays well and then gives us an outside chance it's a very slim chance at the moment with the eight point deficit we've got to make up of um, staying in the championship which was our ultimate aim at the start of the season yeah exactly See what I mean uh, a bit of a kind of a devil's advocate question I guess and, and, and <laughs> is that Obviously, Ferguson Posh gave him his third stint. They've now given Grant McCann his second stint, and as, as Einstein once said, it's you know doing the same thing over and over again. More experience, he's improved as a manager and as a, and as a person going away from Posh and now coming back. I, like I say, I'm, it is a devil's advocate question. I'm not saying it is absolutely right. Uh, what I'm saying is absolutely right, but it has to be considered. Yeah, it does. But bearing in mind the first time Grant was in charge, it was his first role. You know, he'd not had any experience away from Peterborough United at that point, but he's gone away. He went to Doncaster, as we know. He went to Hull. Got relegated, sadly, with Hull, but he had the nous, effectively, to get them promoted back again um, in the, you know, at the first time of asking him win, and win the League One title, finishing above Posh. So he's got He's got credentials. He's got opportunities now to try and um, impose his style of football and the way he wants to play on Peterborough United. We know he's a huge advocate of the academy system and the youth teams and the under-23s, so it'll be interesting to see how that shapes up for the next few weeks as well. And then what he decides to do with Matthew Etherington, who was caretaker manager for that one game. Simon Davis is there, Jamal Campbell-Rice is there, Mark Tyler's on the bench as goalkeeping coach and an assistant as well. So it'll be interesting to see how he shapes his backroom staff to give him the best opportunity certainly in the next you know couple of months to try and keep us up and then um, hopefully a stint perhaps in the championship but if not uh, go at getting promoted again next season yeah. and do you think the owners had one eye on that in, in that they've, they've got a, a, a bit of a safety net not safety net but a bit of a I suppose compensation thinking if we do get relegated, relegated then we know Grant McCann has got the ability to bounce clubs back yeah he's got the credentials he knows what League One's all about he's got out of it with Posh as well so from that perspective he knows League One he's learnt his trade at Hull for example Doncaster that we've talked about as well so I'm sure he'll want to impose his own style of football and play we'll just have to see what tomorrow brings and I think there'll be renewed optimism certainly tomorrow Hull aren't in great form at the moment they have been um, struggling Um, they've not won in five uh, yes, they're well clear, obviously, from a points perspective, um, but they're, they're not in great form either and got beat in midweek by Barnsley. So it's an opportunity for us. We're at home. If we pick up three points, it'll just be that feel-good factor back around the club before heading into that massive Manchester City tie oh, on exactly. Tuesday evening. If, any, you know, so if anything, it's, it's kind of got the club and the fans and the feeling out of the depths of despair and just some just a bit of optimism now yeah now it's lifted us the club, hasn't it? yeah so we go into Hull tomorrow renewed 
optimism. Manchester City, free hit. Let's enjoy the evening, see what comes of that. And then we travel to Huddersfield on next Friday evening, actually. That's been brought forward from the Saturday because of their inv- involvement in the FA Cup um, as well. So Posh will be kicking off next Friday at quarter to eight up in Huddersfield as well. So a, a busy week for Grant to get his... Um, ideas and views across but um, first up is Hull tomorrow at three o'clock at London Road and as we say Manchester City on Tuesday evening and quarter past seven kickoff and then Huddersfield away on Friday next week at quarter to eight but um, that's posh for you I'm sure there'll be more more to talk about posh during the course of um, next week that's for sure and um, just a little heads up as well on Tuesday evening next week, um, we'll be bringing you an extra show that Dip Hammer will be presenting. It's PCR Sports and uh, we'll have Kev Lawrence live at London Road. And it'll be a three-hour show starting at seven, going through till ten. And we'll be covering Peterborough United's FA Cup fifth round tie at home to Manchester City. So if you're not going, please just do join Dipham and um, Kev who will be bringing us all the latest from the game as it kicks off and evolves during the course of the evening but first um, let's take another little short break At McCormick we make the herbs, spices, seasoning and condiments that add flavour to your food and right now we're looking to add to our team across all functions If you're passionate about driving excellence, want to start or progress a career in food manufacturing, joining more than a factory and our R&D Innovation Centre at our new facility in Peterborough, apply today and bring your own special flavour to the team. Visit careers.mccormick.com or email your CV to jobs at mccormick.co.uk and join our factory of the future in Peterborough. Our place is legendary. Our place is iconic. Our place is the home of the UK's original burger. Our place is wimpy. So come on over to our place and rediscover the original quarter pounder with cheese, our all-day breakfast, and the range of iconic thick shakes. All freshly prepared and served all day every day in our Westgate restaurant. Plus, for this month's special offers and to order a home delivery, search online for Wimpy Peterborough. Join me, Les, every Friday between 7 and 9pm for my show, Feel Good Fridays. The perfect way to wrap up the week and bring in the weekend. The party's wherever you are, here on PCR FM 103.2. You're listening to PCR Sports. Good evening and welcome back to PCR Sports here on Friday evening on PCR FM, the start of your sporting weekend. I'm Neil Esch in the studio with me this evening. I've got Dip Ham and we've been discussing Peterborough United and the last week and the change in managers there and um, the optimism that the new appointment of Grant McCann may have brought to the club now and certainly the fan base itself. But we're here every Friday, 6 till 7. Please do get in touch. We're on Twitter at SportsPCR or on Facebook at PCR Sports. If you've missed any of the show for the first half an hour, you can listen back to us on the PCRFM app or on pcrfm.co.uk through the website. But we'll move on to our guest this evening, who's Ian Kendall from Home Cricket Club, just outside Peterborough, just near Yaxley. Ian? Yeah, that's right, yeah, just between sort of Yaxi and Sautry. Yeah, and um, cricket, well, it was a, wasn't was a great winter, effectively, for England, no. in the Ashes, to say the least. No, um, it wasn't a very good one at all. <laughs> <laughs> What's Home Cricket Club? Tell us a little bit about them, please. Yeah, sure, so we are a brand new club, we started last year, it's um, 
just from always saying that we wanted to do it we just decided to take the leap and actually do it um, and I've just played around the friendly circuit um, and this year we're entering the midweek league um, and it's just a good club a good mix of people we've got players that have 20 or 30 years of experience as well as players that started playing last year yeah so cracking stuff there where do you play home games uh, we don't actually have a home ground at the minute okay. but um so we've had lots of help from uh, clubs like Hampton and Autumn Park and we've been able to play and uh, rent their grounds um, and they've so been great, really helpful. A little bit nomadic at the moment then. Yeah, that's right, yeah, just travelling around but it's, um, it's always nice to get to play at some different grounds. Yeah, and there's yeah. certainly some lovely ones around the oh, city and the, yeah. and the region as well as well, some picturesque grounds to play at, definitely. that's for sure. Yeah. You've obviously played cricket from a young age. Yep. How did you get into cricket? Was it family related? Yeah, so yeah, my family played throughout... Um, my grandparents played and then my dad played and then it's just passed down I've always done it I started I think I was playing at four or five years old <laughs> um, so yeah I've always known it always played um, and just played for various teams I've tra- played for a couple of teams and uh, travel around a little bit um, so from yeah. an early age you were following your dad around yeah that's right yeah playing for you. Nicking, the cr- nicking the cricket tees having a sandwich oh definitely and yeah. uh, nicking, nicking a ball and a Learning bat as well score, getting me uh, getting helping out early on yeah who did your dad play for uh, he played for Perkins okay yeah. number of years uh, and then he moved on to Newbury but um, so uh, I don't know how many years but he's played his whole life he was yeah. a footballer and then uh, converted to his cricket okay <laughs> brilliant stuff and you've been playing what 10-15 years now yeah well uh, so senior cricket yeah for 10 yeah. or 15 years yeah and enjoy uh, it 12 I think actually yeah. does your brother play he does play yeah he's yeah. in the team now yeah he, uh, <laughs> so it's a right family affair there yeah then. definitely yeah um, what's your specialist skills? Batsman, yeah. bowler, run I'm around a, batsman, a bit. Uh, no, I'm I do a bit of everything, but yeah, I'm a batsman. Okay. <laughs> cool. And your brother? Uh, he's a bowler. Is he? Yeah, he's a bowler. Perfect <laughs> stuff there. It's a home cricket club. Obviously, you haven't got a ground at the moment, um, but you're on the friendly circuit itself. How are you attracting your players? Where are they coming from? How are you picking them up? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, we had, we had a couple of friendlies before. We had we had a friendly in 2020 because obviously there was a lot of covid going on so we just thought we'd have we'd give it a go at the end of the season and it was really successful we got a lot of interest involved and um and then it's just sort of been through word of mouth we've had plenty of people contact us through social media through knowing locally through knowing friends of friends um and it's just really grown we've got sort of 25 players now um in the team so it's obviously not available every week so we just have the one team but um, yeah, yeah it's, it's been really great well, that's um, a healthy squad to have though isn't it when you bear in mind the numbers and people's other weekend yeah. commitments with family work for example it's good to have a, a really healthy number to, to pick an 11 from effectively yeah, and I'm sure sure. you've had um, weeks where you've got 14-15 players potentially we yeah we try to get a couple so we should have um, Sunday games as well as midweek games so it's nice to get the mix some, some prefer Sunday some prefer midweek so it's nice to have a mix of the two yeah <laughs> Sounds like you can have a first and a second team. <laughs> that's, that's a good start, isn't it? Well, so. that could be that could be something in the future. Yeah. Definitely. We, we, how the club we went from one game that we wanted to just give it a go, just have a have a laugh, and then it's just grown and grown. So we originally had 15 games planned for 2021. Uh, due to the success of it and more players joining, meeting more teams around the circuit, we ended up with 29 games. So uh, I think we've already got 25 booked in for this year. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> and um, your first game I'm reading here was against Upwood. It was, Which yeah. is just outside Ramsey, if that says me right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So it's very local to home. Yeah. Um, it's a local derby. It was a local derby, yeah. We definitely uh, came up on the losing side of it. <laughs> but uh, since then, with the way it's grown, it's been so organic of... Um, 
the team was different then and it's just grown and we've got so many more players um, that was the first time some players in that team had ever played cricket so it was that was a massive massive moment for them and it's just really good as a club that's the best thing about it to have the mix of the experience and the the new to the sport yeah and I think I'm finding one of the positives of Covid certainly from a sporting perspective we found people coming back to sport after they've been away for a number of years perhaps with family commitments work commitments but then realising actually a bit more of a work life personal balance here mm. that they want to come back and play cricket and I think you've benefited from that haven't you? We, we have definitely benefited from that yeah we've had people that because I think uh, with the lockdowns and with the Covid it was a time where people wanted to try new things after everyone learned their skills during it and afterwards they wanted to try cricket you've always watched it on the TV so why not give it a go Yeah and it's great social sport as well I guess Definitely yeah that's a, that's a big thing with the challenges obviously we were not able to just all go meet up straight away with COVID. Um, but I think that's just a different way to meet people. It's been, with the way that it is now, It's that it was a great way to meet people, get players in online and, um, yeah, and now and you've, you've gone we're out from enjoying it. Strength to strength there effectively, <laughs> haven't you as well? Yeah, no, definitely. What's the um, sort of outlook for this year then? What are your plans? What are you thinking? Yeah, so this year it's gone, uh, so yeah, we've got 25 games booked in. Uh, we are joining the midweek league, which is sort of a next step Um there was conversations whether it sh- we should join a Sunday league as well but I think we're going to sort of take one step at a time so we're joining the midweek league um, in Peterborough so we'll see how that goes um, looking forward to it there's a little cup competition um, we play a little little couple of friendlies around there as well yeah so it just gives up op- as you've mentioned that you've got 25 players effectively yeah. or you know a growing squad so it gives opportunities for people to play if they can't make a whole day on a Saturday or a Sunday for example they've got the opportunity of just playing one evening after work for example so they've absolutely, got the weekends yeah. with their family or other work commitments as well absolutely yeah we've got a couple of players that were were exactly that they really didn't want to spend their whole Sundays whole Saturdays playing so um, or or couldn't play anymore couldn't play those Saturdays and Sundays so being able to just come out for a couple of hours in a week is a, a really good good way for them to play yeah and what you'll probably find is also those adults that are playing if they've got young children they'll be coming along to those games as well yeah and the opportunity of um, following their father's footsteps as well yeah hopefully so yeah maybe one day we'll get a youth team and uh, <laughs> and do that but that's a long way off at the moment I think <laughs> <laughs> if you want to join a league on a, at the weekend for example then eventually do you have to make an application in a certain way is there a process or what what, what, what what you need to do yeah so even with the midweek league this is um, this is something that we've learnt so it's gone from it, when you just play cricket you can just turn up and play that's great and it's really easy but then when you actually have to look into the different side of it arranging the fixtures make sure you've got a ball a scorebook a team everyone turns up and stuff that's oh, that's the challenge side of it, isn't that it? is definitely the uh, challenge of it um, and uh, yeah, so with, with that, even with joining the midweek league, there was an application process. Um, I think we're in a really lucky position here that we've got so many people available to help. Um, so I know when we started this, we had companies like Viper Cricket that, that they brought us a scorebook because that was something, I mean, I forgot about it when we were getting up to it. So they brought us a scorebook um, and like clubs help you out with the grounds, with with any kit or anything like that at the start. Um, yeah, and I think that's we talk about it a lot on this show actually with, with other guests that come on and is that there, a lot of the clubs in, in the city and in around it, it really they really sort of rely on and thrive with the volunteer work that goes on off the off the sort of playing pitch or, or playing arena doesn't it yeah absolutely yeah yeah it's a, it's definitely more than just uh, turning up and playing um, with the sport there's a lot there's a lot that goes into it but yeah with having that local community especially with the friendly circuit we've uh, been able to 
um, borrow players, swap players, and, and and that's just been a real big help um, with that. Gets more people playing cricket, so that's great. And that's the whole idea, isn't it? At the end of the day, you want to make, make it sociable, bring people out, and, and get people active and moving again Absolutely, after, yeah. after the last yeah. couple of years. So hold those thoughts for one moment, in, and um, we're just going to take a short break, and we'll be back with you. Own a hybrid, petrol or diesel vehicle. How much is servicing and repair? Oh dear. If you need an option other than main dealer, contact FRM Automotive. We service and repair all makes and models and won't invalidate your manufacturer's warranty. We also provide MOT testing, brakes, clutches, tyres and aircon repair and regas. FRM Automotive, Savile Road, Peterborough. See frmautomotive.co.uk. Honest work at affordable prices. It's time to choose your perfect new symphony kitchen at Kelly Vision. We now offer a free kitchen design and quotation service, backed up by our expert installation team. You can also choose your freestanding and built-in appliances in store at Kelly Vision from leading brands like Bosch, Neff, Siemens, Smeg, Hotpoint, Indesit and Leadair. Kelly Vision, Broad Street, Whittlesey. Your award-winning independent retailer. Call Peterborough 208787 or visit kellyvision-peterborough.co.uk. Ever wanted to advertise your business on the radio? Then you should consider advertising on PCRFM. It isn't as expensive as you might think, and it's a really good way to reach out to your potential customers in the Peterborough area. PCRFM broadcasts to the whole of the city and has the potential to reach over 200,000 listeners who live and work here. That's a lot of people who could be interested in your business, and all you need to do is tell them about it. We have advertising and sponsorship packages to suit every budget, with spot rates as low as £3.60. So, every time your professionally produced commercial is played on the air with PCR, it means more customers will know about your business. To find out more about advertising on the only local station in Peterborough, call the PCR sales team on Peterborough 237777 or email sales at pcrfm.co.uk. Sports. Good evening and welcome back to PCR Sports here on PCR FM for the start of your sporting weekend. If you have missed the first, what, 46 minutes of the show so far, you can listen back to us on the PCR FM app or online through the website, which is pcrfm.co.uk. In the studio with me this evening is Dipam and we've been talking Peterborough United with him and the um, goings on there at the club with the new manager change with Grant uh, McCann arriving after Darren Ferguson's resignation last Sunday evening. But our guest this evening is Ian Kendall from Home Cricket Club, a newly formed cricket club local to the area. He's been playing cricket for a number of years. It's in his blood, <laughs> brought up through his family, chasing yes. his dad round the cricket pitch, no doubt, as well. <laughs> yeah, um, but Ian, we've got you talking about um, home, but obviously there's um, more to the club than just yourself. Um, how did the club sort of evolve and the yes. idea and the brainchild behind it? Yeah, definitely. So, um, yeah, it's definitely just more than me. It was uh, 
we as we said we played that one friendly um, but before that we were sort of doing it as a pub team and everyone obviously talks about it in the pub and uh, and saying to do it and as well as when I've played and you go home and you complain about this and that I think it was uh, Lucy my partner that said just just do it just go and try it make your own make your own do it and uh, that's kind of what we've gone for and it's it's really taken off from there yeah. yeah so she's the she's the brains behind she's it definitely then. The brains. there's a lot of the, uh, the admin and the social media and everything like that I really just do the cricket side <laughs> well it's teamwork again isn't it like you're out on the cricket pitch you yeah. know behind the scenes and having played cricket myself for a number of years you've got to know that there's um cricket clubs are run by volunteers definitely. you know all local sporting amateur clubs not just locally nationally across the world you know without volunteers you really don't have a club whatever sport is your you know your passion from that perspective yeah. so there's yourself lucy yeah. anybody else yeah absolutely right so yeah so we've with the team the whole everyone in the team is all always chipping in we've always got ideas coming in we've got um it always helped everyone it's just been fantastic in terms of getting the game on each week um, we've had sponsors as well so we have Fenley Auto Care who are a local um, local company to the village um, they've been great they've backed us from the start they've always been supportive always turned up to the games and uh, and I think they enjoy coming to the games and uh, being in the sunshine I mean, home is a village I, 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 I live in Yaxley myself so I know home fairly well and, and in fact I was at a wedding there a couple of weeks ago And um, but home as a village is so beautiful and picturesque and it, it's almost like if you could somehow get a cricket ground near the village it would just be superb wouldn't it it would just be that typical kind of old English old English sort of pub uh, club and, and, and village and it just go hand in hand really well yeah sort yeah, of quint, really quint, quintessential Absolutely. scene Local, really would, local yeah. pub you got the Addy Wells in yeah home. that is it yeah, yeah. Wells. that's where that's where it, the idea started from um, so yeah that's uh, any chance of getting a plot of land near there to, to have that is the dream that is the uh, the dream I'm not sure how far away that is uh, we are <laughs> constantly looking for that we're constantly yeah uh, Talking to everyone we can, trying to uh, befriend anyone we can that can help us out with that. <laughs> a local uh, farmer. But you're, yeah, exactly. You're completely right. It'd be the perfect place to play. We every time we walk past our ideal spot for it, we always say we we pictured the clubhouse and the uh, <laughs> where I think we'd go. You've played cricket for a number of years, Ian, at you know um, venues around the city in this region as well, and you, we've seen a, a reduction in the number of grounds. Effectively, haven't we? we've seen clubs fold over the years as well. So it's great that you're able to form a new club effectively and it shows there is that demand yeah no you're absolutely right yeah we've we've especially with covid i suppose some clubs have struggled as well as people have come back to cricket people have maybe decided to take a break from it so clubs have struggled um as well as been successful but yeah the grounds there's some lovely grounds around here but there is certainly i, I guess they are not not as readily available as they were before yeah that's um, very true because the demands on them yeah. effectively in the number of games that are played now in league Absolutely, cricket saturday yeah. sundays midweek as you say as well going away from home slightly and yep. the cricket club what's the favorite most favorite ground you've played on in this area oh that's a good question um Oh, I don't know. So, well, I, I like Horton Park. I think right, it's okay. such a nice Yeah, it's a lovely setting. Um, yeah. Especially now they've had the work done uh, mm. with the new clubhouse. That's great. Yeah. Uh, Market Deepin is a real nice ground. <laughs> Did I uh, tip you that one <laughs> to, to say that as well? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, that's a lovely ground. Yeah, but um, yeah, there's, there's, I think there's, uh, you can't really go wrong. Mm. I think there's, there's a couple, um, there's a couple of really, really nice grounds, especially when you go out sort of towards Cambridge as well. There's some really nice grounds there. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. And it just shows that labour of love as well, doesn't it? We talk about the volunteer aspect, the groundsmen that keep these grounds ready to play effectively. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing here, that without a groundsman or a committee, volunteer base helping to run a club yeah. during the week, you've got no, you know, you, you're not going to be able to put your stumps in, in the ground on a Saturday, are you? No, yeah, you're absolutely right. And it is all about that volunteering. And I think it's just, I've said a couple of times, but it's so great having the other clubs being able to help you. So um, we, we've had help from the start. When, when we just had an idea to play a game, and we were saying teams have just go easy on us, you know. Everyone accommodated, and um, teams like Camera, uh, Wandsford, they were always real helpful in terms of accommodating to our needs. Um, there's times where we were bowled out really, really cheaply, and they let us go again just just to play the game. So yeah, that's yeah. good to hear. Are there any sort of volunteers that you're looking for? Not? Is there any gaps in the club, or you think, oh yeah, that role could be you know fulfilled well, or? Uh, well, we're just always looking at anyone who wants to come on board. We're more more than interested in having them on. If there's not a role, we can definitely sort of make one. Um, we always need scorers and umpires. We, uh, <laughs> and but, how um, do they get in touch with you if they would like to? Yeah, so social media. So we've got Facebook page, um, just Home Cricket Club. We've got uh, Twitter. You get in touch with myself. Um, but yeah, I would say even if it's for us, but if anyone wants to get involved in cricket, there's so many clubs out there that are desperate for volunteers. Um, even if it's just going to support them um, that that is great for any club yeah um, you want to play cricket as well yeah we are yeah, on play so, cricket yeah, yeah, so yeah. Can, people can get in touch that way as well yeah, for example yeah, so, all my details are on there and um, if you don't know home and the spelling of home it's H-O-L-M-E um, cricket club as well and as I say they're on Twitter and uh, Facebook as well so yep. you can get in touch with Ian and Lucy that way it'll probably be Lucy won't it yeah, Ian to be honest <laughs> brilliant stuff um Staying with cricket, but looking at the bigger picture, looking at England perhaps and their current form and they're in the Windies fairly soon for, yeah. a, for a series as well and the summer ahead. Thoughts on English cricket yeah, generally at the moment? It's not as a good of a story, is it? The, yeah, <laughs> but after the Ashes. But yeah, they've got points to prove, haven't they? So they're going to have to uh, make or break, isn't it? This uh, West Indies tour that's coming up, they really need to prove themselves and... <laughs> And especially after leaving Broad and Anderson yeah. back at home as well. That was a bit controversial. Um, yeah, I think my, my personal opinion is they've been amazing. I can't, I can't ever fault them for what they've done, but uh, maybe it is time. There's so much young talent in the county game and uh, there's some fantastic players coming through. I think maybe it's time to give them a shot, yeah. especially against the West Indies. Yeah, um, not a lesser nation, so to speak. Yeah, a proud cricketing nation. Very, very good, but it's not the Ashes where yeah. you... Where you it, media's heightened and everything like that it's a good chance for a young player I mm. think and your thoughts on the 100 very briefly yeah, yeah pro, I like pro, it I think any, yeah, any it. cricket's good cricket I mean yeah. there's gonna, as a very divisive subject wasn't it <laughs> yeah. uh, over this over the winter but uh, over the summer last year but I think it's great if you get more attention and more people watching cricket playing cricket then how can that be bad yeah. in my opinion so home what's your how do you where's your season starting this year who's your first games up against uh, yeah, so um, the first game is going to be against Wandsford. Um, so friends, they were one of our first. I think they were our first opponent. So yeah, it's always nice playing them. We always like starting against them as yeah. well. Um, oh, where are you playing that game? At, at Wandsford. At yeah, Wandsford, they, yeah they play at the Haycock Hotel, just Re- off the A1 really there. Nice picturesque ground as yeah. well. Um, and when's that? In April or May? That'll no, be the first of May. First of May. Yeah. So you're just going to May. So starting then. Yeah, brilliant stuff. Sorry, Dipam. Yeah. No, I was just saying. I was just about to say actually. Uh, obviously, home cricket club or a new club. Uh, 
and post COVID, like a lot of people getting back in sport. Are you aware of any other new cricket? Clubs yeah, emerged as well in around the city. Yeah, definitely. So um, a handful of our players are also part of another club called um, United Sports, who have entered a Sunday league. So they don't play the midweek; they just do Sunday uh, cricket. But I think there's been uh, over a couple of years, there's been a couple of new teams that have um, started. Um, I can't think of any off the top of my head. <laughs> Huntington Alliance of Indians, they're a new club that have started playing. Um, and there's been pl- been plenty of clubs um, starting. Yeah, so I think just local sport, the landscape sort of changed a bit, and then COVID's kind of helped that. But, yeah. you know, we saw a couple of football clubs sort of fold, unfortunately, but then again, new ones spring up as well. So it's these things happen, but uh, it's good that, you know, people never stop, do they? And the, Definitely. The, the, this city has a fantastic sort of amateur level sporting scene. It's, it's, it's almost second to none around the country, really. It really does, yeah, it really, really does. And the bedrock of that is volunteers. Yeah, we no, know, again, we know that from all sporting um, clubs in this city and area, that volunteers are the lifeblood of those, um, those clubs that keep them running behind the scenes when on a Saturday afternoon or a Sunday whatever the, whatever your sport is that um, those sports would not happen with those uh, without those dedicated volunteers yeah. of all ages um, partaking and uh, administering their particular sport during the course of a week and certainly during the off season as well you've been working hard as well have you yeah well. absolutely yeah that's when that's, I think that's really when the real work's done so yeah. it, it, it's funny one since doing this you notice that there isn't really an off season um, <laughs> so it's uh, it, I, I feel like I've it's still last season really there's been a lot of work going on behind the scenes yeah. um, and stuff and then hopefully it gets it done by summer so you can just go out and enjoy it just then focus on playing and enjoying it perfect <laughs> well let's hope for a, uh, a a great summer plenty of sun yeah. and plenty yeah, of runs right. and wickets yeah. <laughs> um, certainly for yourself um, while you're out there in your whites but yeah, um, thank you. <laughs> Ian thank you for coming on the show this evening no, thanks for very having much me. appreciated um, wish, wish home all the success for the forthcoming season and thank do keep us much. posted of your results as well as we, yeah, as we uh, progress during the summer thank you very much but that is time on the show this evening on PCR Sports on PCR FM. Thank you for joining us. Um, if you have missed the show this evening or any part of it, you can listen back on the PCR FM app or uh, through the website, which is pcrfm.co.uk. Just a final shout out on Tuesday evening, there will be an extra sports show special where Dipama will be in the seat, hot seat here. And Kev Lawrence will be live at London Road covering Peterborough United against Manchester City in the fifth round of the FA Cup. A great tie for the club, the city and the fans. And we wish, wish Posh all the best, certainly starting with the match against Hull tomorrow and then Manchester City and then Huddersfield next week but whatever sport you're partaking in we wish you a great one enjoy it and we look forward to having you back on the show next Friday take care